to Bite-Sized Opinions, the podcast where we take topics and put them into a bite-sized version. My name is Rio, and today I am joined by Atharva and Kana to talk about the first round of this year's NFL Draft and Free Agency. So to get started, who do you guys think had the biggest free agency this year and in the first round? Well, I think a lot of teams made big splashes. For example, the Patriots, they added a ton of people like Matt Judon, Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, Nelson Aguilar, and a bunch of others. And now they also drafted Mac Jones, who will probably replace Cam Newton at some point during the season. So I definitely think that they made the most big-name free agency additions. But a bunch of other teams also made important additions, like the Jaguars. They got Trevor Lawrence, of course, and a bunch of other players like Marvin Jones and Shaquille Griffin on the defense. And the Chiefs who everyone saw in the Super Bowl last year were getting crushed by the Bucks because no one would protect Pat Mahomes. They picked up Joe Thune, Chris Long. They traded for Orlando Brown. So they'll definitely be better as well. Um, in addition to that, some other teams I noticed that weren't like as big, but I guess their free agency offseason was um, a success. Like the Bucks, the Super Bowl champions, they re-signed almost all their star players. Um, and I think that was pretty key because if they um, – a lot of their star players were actually the ones that were making um, a lot of the headlines in the Super Bowl. And there's also reports that Antonio Brown's going to get re-signed again with the Bucks as well. So um, their team is going to be pretty scary next year. And this isn't a big one, but um, it was good that Titans got Caleb Farley um, in the pick. Uh, yesterday, especially since they needed a quarterback, um, because I think they also lost uh, Jackson and Butler, so they n- needed a cornerback. And I think they also lost, yeah, they lost Johnny Smith and Corey Davis, but I think um, in the NFL draft, they can draft some wide receivers or someone or make a trade that can um, replace those uh, players. Yeah, the Titans definitely need some improvement still, even though they were a playoff team. Of course, like, you need defense help. They got Bud Dupree, which was a good uh, pickup, very important pickup. Uh, And on the offense, like you said, they lost a lot of weapons, but they still have Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown, who will probably get better, which will be scary for the rest of the NFL. And also, I think the Cleveland Browns made some important pickups. Not any big-name players, but they got John Johnson on the defense. They picked up Greg Newsom in the draft, who was pretty good for a late-round, late-first-round pick. So I think a lot of teams are probably going to get better. Wait, also, did they get uh, did the Browns get Jadavian Clowney or no? Oh yeah, I'm gonna forget about that. Jadavian yeah. Clowney, if if he's still playing like he's in his prime, yeah, that that'll be even scarier. Yeah, really scary. A yeah, Browns are gonna be a, yeah, Browns are gonna be a very scary team. Yeah, and to move on, who would you guys say had the most underwhelming free agency this year and in the first round? So, um, I believe the one team that was uh, kind of underwhelming were um, like the Steelers. I guess after their like playoff run, like the brutal defeat with the Browns, many expected the Steelers to bring some flair to their um, offense. Um, James Conner left, um, but Steelers signed Dwayne Haskins as their backup QB to develop under Ben Roethlisberger, who might retire very soon. I mean, we've seen Dwayne Haskins play. He's not that 
he didn't take his job seriously. That's what I'm trying to say. And I don't know if he's going to be um, the, the star that we all hoped like around like one or two years ago. They also lost Bud Dupree to the Titans, Mike Hilton, um, Villanueva, uh, Pouncey, Nelson, and Matt Filler as well. And the Steelers have a good team. Um, but another team that also got worse in free agency that I noticed were the Texans. So Texans were already a failing organization. I know I'm going to say it. They were a failing organization. I mean, this team was so close to the AFC Championship just two years ago. And now they are with just four games, one in the last uh, 2020 season, and their whole franchise is in total jeopardy. They lost J.J. Watt, which is their um, amazing star, their first team all-time pro, five-time um, pro bowler defensive end, who was just released to the Cardinals. They also lost Will Fuller to the Dolphins, which is another target and great wide receiver uh, that Watson could throw to. Their whole team has to be rebuilt, and I feel like people were expecting them to make some um, good trades or pick up someone in free agency, but I just don't think they delivered, and I think they're going to take a long time to rebuild their team and uh, rebuild their offense and defense as well, which was horrible last season. Yeah, I agree with that. The Texans last year lost DeAndre Hopkins too, and who knows what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. And because of that Laramie Tunsil trade, they don't they didn't have their first overall their first round pick this year or their second round pick this year. So they're in the beginning of their rebuilding stage, and they don't even have good uh, draft picks, which will really hurt them. So I'm not sure what's going to happen with their offense. Yeah, they lost a lot of players. They'll definitely get worse, even though they're already bad. And like you said about the Steelers, they just didn't have any cap space because of Ben's contract. Even though they fixed it, they lost so many people. I was actually quite surprised they were able to bring back Juju and uh, Zach Banner and Vince Williams on the defense as well. But they had to lose a lot. And even though their defense has been good for the last few years, they'll probably take a drop as Bud Dupree is gone. They lost two corners. And another team that I think definitely got worse or were underwhelming during free agency were the Bears. Uh, They got Allen Robinson back on the franchise tag for one year. But besides that, their biggest pickup was Andy Dalton. And then they just traded their first round uh, pick from next year to the Giants to trade up and they got Justin Fields. So maybe they start Dalton and have Justin Fields back up or vice versa. But I don't understand that. I don't know. They just didn't have a good uh, free agency, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, I think, I think it's gonna be a hard time for Fields. But we'll get on that later. Um, another underwhelming team in the offseason, I believe, were the Ravens. Um, the Ravens were obviously hoping for a better wide receiver, such as Kenny Galladay or Juju Smith-Schuster in free agency. They ended up getting Sammy Watkins, which is a pretty decent wide receiver, but it certainly did not meet many Ravens fans' expectations. Uh, I believe Ravens also lost pass rushers Matthew Judon, um, so edge rushers are a need for the Ravens as well, even though they were able to pick up um, a wide receiver in the draft, uh, Rashad Bateman, and another edge rusher. Um, um, and this, these uh, two players can definitely make an impact to the Ravens, but I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do and how their um, team is going to stack up next year. Yeah, they already have a lot of talent. Of course, Lamar Jackson, who just won MVP two seasons ago. So I think they'll probably be around the same. Yeah, it was definitely underwhelming. They weren't able to get in Kenny Galladay, like you said. And he went to the Giants, and I feel like the Giants will also be much better now. 
They were able to get Kadarius Tony in the first round, which was somewhat surprising to me, but he's really fast and he'll definitely be a good fit. So Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony, along with like Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, they got Kyle Rudolph. So I think they'll also be a little bit better in the NFC East. So yeah, the Ravens definitely missed out on their receivers. I know that they were talking to Juju Smith-Schuster, but they weren't able to get him. And they were able to get Alejandro Villanueva from the Steelers, but they had to trade away Orlando Brown. And I think that's somewhat of a downgrade because Villanueva is pretty old right now and Orlando Brown was still in his prime, I think. Yeah, and I agree with what Darva said. To summarize, I think like the biggest underwhelming teams would be the Steelers and the Texans, and especially the Texans because so many of their players got released. And it will take it, it will definitely take like a long time for them to rebuild their team. And speaking of rebuilding, there are many teams that I think will make big leaps this year. And there are many teams that will do worse as well. So what do you guys think about that? Yeah, uh, there were a lot of injuries last year, like Dak Prescott with the gruesome injury. So I definitely think the boys are going to get better. Then Christian McCaffrey, who in my opinion is a top two, if not like a top three, if not a top two running back in the entire NFL. So with him back, the Panthers will be better. And we can't forget about how the 49ers were in the Super Bowl just two years ago. And their entire team was basically injured last year. Like Nick Bosa, who just won Defensive Rookie of the Year, if I'm not mistaken. He tore his ACL in like week two or three. Garoppolo was out for a while. George Kittle was out for a really long time. So I think they'll definitely get better as well. Yeah, and another team um, also I agree with is, uh, is definitely Patriots. I mean, this year they were like six and nine or something around around that range. And um, it certainly was not a good year. This is probably the first time they didn't make the playoffs. You can easily tell um, Belichick was clearly very disappointed, but um, we know that he's an excellent coach, probably one of the best coaches around. And he's gained so many players in free agency we discussed above. So no doubt, especially with the addition of Mac Jones and the uh, picks they have, they're definitely going to be probably around a nine or 10 win team, in my opinion, uh, next year. And I real, I'm really intrigued to see how Cam is also going to play out in the NFL this year, because we know last year, he got COVID as well. And after that, he's been kind of on a decline. So um, um, especially with the 49ers, Panthers, Cowboys, in addition to them, the Patriots are also a very intriguing team who will definitely make a leap from last year to the next year. Yeah, I think they can become a borderline playoff team if they don't make the playoffs as like a seventh seed. And we can't forget about how many people opted out last year. Like I'm pretty sure Dante Hightower and there were a bunch of others. And the only main retirement or release that I know of was Julian Edelman. And he's already well past his prime uh, in his days with Tom Brady. So for the teams that I think are going to get worse, I think the most obvious might be the Saints since they got pretty far in the playoffs. And now that Drew Brees is gone, I think they're just going to be worse. I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Last year, they had Taysom Hill start for a few games, but he's more of a hybrid player than a true quarterback. And then Jameis Winston's also there. So I don't know how that's going to play out. Definitely. The Saints will uh, definitely get worse. Um, another team that might get worse um, is uh, the Steelers, we discussed. Um, so a lot of their uh, players on the Steelers are uh, like pretty old. They're getting older, so they're probably out of their prime. And Steelers don't have a good run game. We discussed the Steelers have a pretty bad run game, so I think that's going to affect 
how they will succeed. And um, uh, last year, I mean, people were discussing Steelers might be in the Super Bowl. They're like 12-0. Um, yeah, I think, wait, sorry. It was like 11-0 something. But, um, and they were on the path to become the Super Bowl. And suddenly they lost like four games and they were pushed to um, like the lower seed. They were once the first seed and then they became like, um, not the seventh. Which seed was it? I they were the third I seed. I, yeah, third seed. Um, so they were already on a deteriorating path at the pace they were last year. So um, considering they lost a lot of players, such as Bud Dupree and um, other um, offensive players, I'm really um, intrigued to see how the team is going to play out next year in the um, AFC North, especially since you have the Browns, who are a solid playoff team, and you have the Ravens, who are also going to make great additions to their offense. So it's going to be uh, really intriguing to see how it plays out. Yeah, as a Steelers fan, it was difficult to watch them start 11-0 and and finish 12-4. and uh, I'm not sure. I think they'll probably get a little worse for sure. Maybe a wildcard team. They definitely still have a chance to win the division, but I think I might just be being uh, optimistic. But Ben Roethlisberger will most likely retire. Not sure who's going to replace him, but that's for next year. Uh, their run game will probably get a bit better. James Conner's gone, and we'll talk about it later, but they drafted Najee Harris, hopefully with a few more additions on the offensive line. Uh, towards the end of last season, their defense got hurt. Like, almost everybody towards ACL, and that hurt a lot, and now he's gone. So their defense might also regress, but Alex Highsmith, who was a rookie, he might get better along with TJ Watt, who, in my opinion, should have won Defensive Player of the Year last year. So I'm not sure how much worse they'll get, but I think the Steelers might get a little bit worse. Yeah, and during the offseason, there are many big trades, such as like the Chiefs, I know, made some big trades. So which one, like what teams do you guys think will have the most impact next season? So uh, the trades, uh, I believe that will have the most impact or will surprise a lot of people. Um, so one of them was Carson Wentz, obviously. Um, Carson Wentz got traded to the Indianapolis Colts uh, from the uh, Eagles. And Eagles are definitely not the same Super Bowl team they were three years ago. And Carson Wentz had many interceptions. I don't know the exact stat, but he had around more than uh, um, 10 interceptions this year. And clearly he's been on a decline. And around three years ago, just three years ago in uh, uh, 2016, he was um, the MVP. I mean, he was, he was that good. And suddenly he he's been getting interceptions he's been uh seriously on the decline but i think this new start is really important for um wentz because it can really break or make his career now he's getting a new start he's been um it's not a big big trade because i know he were tra- he was traded for very little um but he's back with his head coach uh the Colts head coach is frank reich and he was frank reich was the eagles offensive coordinator in 20 in 2017 and that was when Wentz nearly won MVP. So I think there is an upside. Um, Indianapolis Colts are definitely better than the Eagles. So um, Carson Wentz does have weapons to throw to, good defense, good offense, um, under the right um, coaching and under the right players. I think that um, the Colts could potentially be a playoff team next year. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I just checked, and Carson Wentz didn't even play the whole year last year, and he had 16 touchdowns and 15 interceptions on less than 3,000 yards. So he played pretty poorly. I don't know how much of that has to go towards uh, coaching, but I think that was a big and important trade. 
like the Colts, who were already a playoff team last year, their only missing piece was Phillip Rivers, who just retired. So all they need is a quarterback, and they got Carson Wentz, who I think has to get better from last year. He might not reach his MVP, MVP form, but he'll definitely get better in the system with a really good and young defense, with good receivers, a top offensive line, which is something he didn't have at all. I think he was one of the most sacked quarterbacks, even though he didn't play the whole season. And another quarterback who was traded, who's important, Sam Darnold, who just went to the Panthers. He had nothing going for him in New York. The coaching, Adam Gase was horrible, to say the least. So in Carolina, where he has a run game, he has McCaffrey, something he didn't have in New York when they were uh, when they got Le'Veon Bell. He just kept getting injured and was never good in New York. So definitely with McCaffrey, with good receivers like Robbie Anderson, his former teammate, DJ Moore, and an up-and-coming defense led by Brian Burns and their new pick, J.C. Horn, I think they'll, uh, that he'll also get better. And also, I think the biggest trade, which happened super early on in the offseason, was with Matt Stafford going to the Rams. I think that'll definitely have the biggest impact. The Rams got to the Super Bowl a few years ago. They were a playoff team last year, got past the first round. And Stafford's definitely an upgrade over Jared Goff, who is now in the Lions. It's interesting to see that the Rams keep trading their first-round picks. They traded it for Jalen Ramsey, now Stafford. But they have to be a playoff team. If they don't get to the uh, conference finals, then like it'll be tough. I don't know. It'll be an underwhelming season because Stafford will definitely improve. They have just have to fix their running game. They have really good receivers, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and of course Jalen Ramsey on defense with Aaron Donald. I agree. I think I think with the experience that Stafford has and his accuracy, I think it is an upgrade from Jared Goff. And I'm very excited to see how the Rams new season will play off. I think the running game is um okay. I mean it does need work, but I think uh, Cam Akers um is uh really good, and I think he's not going to break out but he will definitely improve next year. Um, a small um, trade of the offseason that I also believe was important was Orlando Brown. Um, as you know, as you saw in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs' offensive line was terrible. It was, um, it was collapsing. Mahomes was running for his life every single game. And the Chiefs' number one priority was their O-line. Luckily, they got um, very good. Um, even though they uh, let, let off Eric Fisher, which was their um, – overall number one pick in 2013 of the NFL draft, they um, replaced him, not replaced him, but they got um, um, young players that are in their prime, such as Orlando Brown, who is an offensive um, part of the offensive line for the Chiefs. And I think now that Chiefs have replaced their offensive line, they're going to be as good as new, um, be ready to go back to the playoffs, obviously. I don't know, maybe something can change, but um, it's going to be um, – it, it, I was not happy, but um, it's good that Mahomes has got the protection he needs now. It doesn't have to be failing like the Jets or another team that, where the offensive line is not as um, good as where it was before. Yeah, that offensive line really needed help, you could tell, because if I'm not mistaken, Eric Fisher tore his Achilles in the game against the Bills, the playoff game against the Bills. And Mitchell Schwartz was injured for a while. They both got cut. So it'll be important to see, and uh, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing this, but I think they have Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, who is uh, who opted out last year. 
because he's actually a doctor in uh, Canada, so he's helping out with COVID. So if he's back, that'll also help their offensive line. So I like what they have going for them. Yeah, and something important that I want to bring up is that what do you guys think about the Dolphins building their team around Tua, even though some people believe that he did not live up to the expe- expectations? Um, so um, as we know, uh, uh, the Dolphins now have uh, Jalen Waddle, they have Will Fuller, and they have Devontae Parker, which is a, a target of the Dolphins uh, for a long time. They already have a top defense. I mean, in, in my case, the Miami, Miami Dolphins, all they needed was they already had a solid defense. And I think – with they they have a lot. If I'm not mistaken, they have so many picks. Uh, this draft and the upcoming drafts next year. So be alert for the Miami Dolphins. They could be a playoff team. And um, going back to Tua, I really don't understand why Tua was so um like I'm not say hated, but um yeah, I guess so. Really, he was really hated last year, and I really don't disagree with that because I mean yeah, he was the second uh, overall quarterback pick in the um in the draft. But you can't expect everybody to be a star right out of, right out of college. He was 6'3 in his games. Yes, yeah, sometimes Fitzpatrick did come out to help him. But I believe he just needs some time to develop. And considering they have so many picks this draft um, and more drafts to come, I could potentially see the Dolphins uh, in the playoffs one day. Um, Arno, do you have anything to say as well? Yeah, they were just one game away from the playoffs last year. So they'll definitely get better. Since he was a rookie last year, he has to get better. And he has been dealing with a lot of like hip injuries through college. So as long as he heals and rehabs, he'll get better that way as well. And they also got Will Fuller. If uh, I'm not sure if you mentioned him, but Will Fuller and then Devontae Parker, like you said, he had an 1,000-yard season just a few years ago. So now three strong receivers. Miles Gaskin played really well at running back last year quarterback and then they're building their offensive line through the draft and because they traded away Laramie Tunsil they got so much in return that the future is really bright for uh, the Dolphins and in a hard division with the Patriots and Bills and the Bills look like they're on top right now it'll be exciting to see what the Dolphins can do. Yeah and besides Tua how do you guys think that other rookie quarterbacks will play next year? Uh, So Justin Herbert, who won Rookie of the Year last year, I think he'll get better. I think both quarterbacks, all three will get better. So Justin Herbert has a new offensive line. Uh, They got like Matt Filer, Corey Lindsay, rookie quarterback would. He'll definitely get better because of the coaching of the weapons. One thing Joe Burrow might need to um, uh, stay aware of is their O-line. Their O-line is definitely not the best which uh, they could be but I think with the picks they have I think and with the trades they might get um the O-line might get better and I think uh Joe Burrow um, might also get better because of uh, their new O-line and the new targets he has um and Jamar Chase and Burrow were teammates two years ago at LSU so they have that relationship they have that a uh, synergy and it's going to be really exciting to see the plays that they'll make uh, together and I'm hoping that all the quarterbacks, the rookie quarterbacks, as well as Tua, will definitely improve in the NFL. Okay, and going back, uh, going back to the draft, I know the 49ers made um, an unusual choice or unexpected choice, actually. So what do you guys think? Did they make the right choice or not? Uh, so uh, as you know, the Niners had the third pick in the 2021 NFL draft, and they chose Trey Lance. 
So um, I believe Trey Lance does have a lot of potential. He should uh, sit behind Jimmy G for a year um, um, so he can develop and he can learn about the NFL. Um, not about the NFL, but he can learn um, about plays and how he should run the offense and be more comfortable with the offense. Um, but this is definitely a great pick, and uh, 49ers fans should not be um, startled or they should not be worried for the future of their franchise uh, because Trey Lance does have great potential. and. Um, for those of you who don't watch college football that much, um, he he only played one like game like this past season, uh, which was like uh, the twenty twenty to twenty twenty one season, um, and he, it was mediocre. Uh, it was okay, um, but the 2019, 2019 season is when he actually broke out. During that season, he had around three thousand passing yards and zero interceptions, and he was nineteen zero every time he played. He also got twenty eight touchdowns while rushing for basically a 1,000 um, yards and 14 touchdowns, um, another amazing feat. Some concerns I do see is his experience, obviously. He only really had um, one really breakout year, but then again, that's almost with uh, every QB. And his body mechanics and accuracy are still a bit rusty, and um, I don't know how it's going to translate to the NFL, where it's much more competitive. But again, under the right development, under the right growth, sitting back, um, behind Jimmy G for a year is definitely going to help Trey Lance become um, the QB that everyone wants him to. And I wonder what the other uh, QBs in the draft are going to end up like as well. Yeah, I agree. Like you said, Trey Lance is pretty un- inexperienced. So, I mean, he has room to grow. And I wasn't sure what the 49ers would do, what their game plan would be. So from what I think, based on this Trey Lance pick, is that Jimmy Garoppolo will probably stay another year, start for most of the year unless he gets injured or he gets benched, and they'll have Lance learn behind him. If they were to have taken a quarterback like Mac Jones, who most people thought they would take, uh, they might have traded away Jimmy Garoppolo immediately because a lot of people have been saying that Mac Jones is the most pro-ready quarterback in the draft, obviously after people like Trevor Lawrence and maybe Zach Wilson. And Mac Jones has much more experience. He won the national championship game last year. But, I mean, Trey Lance only has room to go. And like you said, which quarterback is uh, set up for the success? Trey Lance, I mean, he, like I said before, the Niners were in the Super Bowl two years ago. So they already have a really good defense. They have George Kittle on offense. They have young wide receivers. He'll definitely get better. So whenever he takes over that organization, whether it's this year, next year, or the year after that, he's probably going to be in the best shape. That's true. I also agree. Trey Lance um, is probably the QB in the draft that's set up for the most success. Uh, Lawrence uh, to Jackson Wilson to just for good picks, um, but these teams are still very underdeveloped. They have a lot of work in the offense and defense before they can even make the playoffs. Um, but about Mac Jones, um, the Patriots might be a close second because, as we know, Belichick was not afraid of free agency, and he made a lot of good side picks. And um, while Cam's time might be coming to an end, um, we're going to see how it plays out this year, um, a new era could rekindle in the Patriots, and Mac Jones could be the one to lead it, the face of the franchise, assuming he won't be like a bust. Um, uh, Fields, on the other hand, he was... Um, drafted to the Bears and Bears obviously 
have a weak spot in their struggling offense. Their defense is fine, but I think it's the offense that's really holding them back. Um, he has Allen Robinson, which is um, definitely a good target, but field competition might be harder, and I think it might take him more time to grow and develop compared to Trey Lance or Mac Jones. Yeah, but I think for the Bears, a lot of the, their offensive woes were because of Trubisky's inconsistency. Like he and their entire uh, play calling itself, Trubisky and Nick Foles like spent half the season like going back and forth. Uh, they still have Nick Foles. Justin Fields can learn behind him, depending on what they do with Nick Foles and Andy Dalton, who they got. So I don't expect Fields to start immediately because they have those two veteran quarterbacks. Mac Jones, I'm assuming, will not start immediately. But it'll be interesting to see how he learns because Cam Newton is not like him at all. Cam Newton's much more athletic, much faster. As seen in last year's season, he barely threw for any touchdowns. And he usually ran the ball. And Mac Jones like the opposite. He kind of resembles Tom Brady in a lot of ways in like build, stature, and play style. So we'll see. I think Mac Jones, yeah, will be definitely second in the best uh, team and best uh, dress setup for the most success with Justin Fields in the third. Lawrence and Wilson will immediately have to start, and they're both on rebuilding teams. This year, I don't see any of them making the playoffs. They'll definitely get better unless one of them gets injured or they just don't perform well at all. But within the next two or three seasons, I can really see Lawrence and Wilson getting better. And hopefully none of them become bust because this will definitely be a really good draft class. Moving on, who do you guys think had the biggest steal of the first round? Yeah, so like I said, Justin Fields, a lot of people wanted him to go third to the Niners, but in my opinion, it was mainly between Trey Lance and Jones. And for some reason, Justin Fields was dropping a lot of boards uh, towards the end of the whole process. Even though, like, uh, I know that they had stuff about his epilepsy, but that shouldn't have been much of an issue. So even though Chicago traded away their first-round pick next year and a few other picks to the Giants to get Fields, he was definitely a good pick and uh, a steal, in my opinion, because they were able to get him at number 11 when a lot of people think that he was a top-five talent. So another um, steal of the draft, I believe, um, would be... um... Uh, Rashawn Slater, he dropped all the way to the Chargers, and Justin Harper, Herb, sorry, Justin Herbert will definitely be really happy that he got such a great offensive tackle. Um, and offensive line was a major issue that the Chargers needed to address. And the fact that they got Rashawn Slater, probably one of the best offensive tackles in this draft class of 2021, was a big, big improvement that the Chargers will definitely see. And I think with this... Um, uh, Rashawn Slater, who is definitely a big physical offensive tackle. He's going to make a big physical impact for the Chargers. And I'm interested to see how it's going to play out next season. Yeah, I think probably behind Panay Sewell, he was the best offensive lineman in the draft. And Panay Sewell opted out last year during the college football season. So Rashawn Slater has a little bit more experience and he has tape from last year. So some may argue that even he's the better offensive lineman. And there were actually a lot of good offensive linemen in the draft. Many went in the first round. Many didn't go in the first round. But the fact that uh, Darisaw fell all the way to the 20s to the Vikings, they traded down with the Jets. They, a lot of people thought they would take Elijah Vera Tucker. 
but they traded down and they still picked up a top three, top four offensive lineman in the whole class. So that was also a steal, in my opinion, just because of how good of a player and how good of a lineman he can be to help Kirk Cousins and Dalvin. Yeah, and what do you guys think about the biggest risk of the first round? Um, with risks and reach, I mean, when the Raiders took Alex Leatherwood, that kind of caught a lot of people by surprise. I definitely think he'll be good. And like I said before, there are a lot of good offensive linemen in this draft. But I personally thought that he would go in the second, maybe even the third round. And a lot of mock drafts, I don't think any mock drafts that I personally saw had him going in the first round. But of course, they're an NFL organization. They do their research, so they know what they're doing. So I don't know. That was a little confusing pick. I wasn't so sure about that. So that might be considered a reach in my opinion. Uh, so another reach, in, uh, not a reach, but it's kind of like a like an okay pick was um, a Kadarius Tony uh, pick twenty overall for the Giants. So Giants already have a lot of star wide receivers such as Galladay, who they picked up in free agency, uh, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard. They also have decent tight ends with uh, the Ingram and uh, Rudolph. And I feel like with the addition of uh, uh, Kadarius Tony, it c- the offense could be worth even more. Um, but I believe they could have invested into uh, different roles, such as like uh, edge rusher, such as Quiddy Pay. And nonetheless, um, there is no reason for Daniel Jones to have no targets this year, especially with the ad- addition of Kadarius Tony. Um, and if he ha- if he's not going to improve this year, it may be a sign that it's just not going to work out. But at least they have um, Odora Jackson now, and they have a better offense. So I'm interested to see how the Giants are going to play out because they are definitely better than last year. Um, but I think they could have made a slightly better pick other than Tony because there are um, other wide receivers like him that could be picked in the second round. But nonetheless, better offense is going to be um, a better um, win for them. And they already have like a good secondary, I think. So yeah, I think it's interesting to see how it's going to play. Yeah, and another interesting pick was Peyton Turner, who went to the Saints towards the end of the first round. I read that he was going up uh, a a lot of draft boards in the closing days and hours of the draft just because of his uh, physical ability, his size, and his productivity towards the end of the season. And I don't know, I feel like it was a risky pick, more of a developmental pick. And for a team like the Saints... I don't know. They still have Cameron Jordan, so I still I think Peyton Turner can definitely learn from. So we'll see how that turns out. But overall, I think the draft went pretty well. There weren't any big surprises, in my opinion. So I'm excited to see how the players will turn out in the coming future, near future, and even decades down the line. Let's see if, say, someone like Mac Jones becomes the next Tom Brady for the New England Patriots. Yeah, and I'm also intrigued to see how. Um, the trades have affected the Matthew Stafford trade, the Carson Wentz trade. Like the NFL draft is obviously very exciting for NFL fans, but the trades are also not uh, probably as important um, because they can really change how the whole um, division could look. And I'm really excited to see how these new trades will affect the teams overall and the impact that they can make. Yeah, and with more people getting vaccinated now, it'll be really exciting to see games in person. And I'm really excited for the coming NFL season with just everything that's gone so far during the offseason. So that's all we have for this week's episode. 
Thank you for watching and please make sure you check out our other platforms such as YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter. Be on the lookout for our next week's episode, which is on artificial intelligence and robots. Goodbye. Thank you.